afternoon, everybody. It's coming in hot. Good Welcome. morning, 459. Let's just do it. Welcome to Layton's Loft, our weekly podcast here with my good buddy Lou and a lot of the Vintage Breaks community uh, who joins us every week. Hey, what's up, George, James, Ken? Now, Lou, who is the first to uh, say hi uh, in there in that little mix? Well, it's hard, to, it's hard to discern. George was first, but George was that was at 339. So it was yeah, like, it's got to be after 430. After 430, that gives us uh, James. James is the first spot in our free uh, 2018 Optic Baseball giveaway uh, blaster box. First time I've ever opened one of these. We're going to be opening one live in the loft today, shortly before 5 o'clock, and a really fun guest that uh, Lou is going to plug and mention to you uh, in just a moment. So once again, um, welcome, everybody, to Layton's Loft, our weekly podcast here every Wednesday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You, of course, can listen afterwards through Apple, through Spotify, whatever the case may be. Yep. But let's be honest, the fun of it is being live with us here where you can win some stuff. You get to not be uh, working for a moment or taking a break or um, uh, hopefully uh, just relaxing for a few minutes uh, every Wednesday with us. We do appreciate you joining us. Hey, what's up, uh, Brad? Welcome, Donald. Hey, Andy. Hope all is well. Stuart from Australia. Thanks for joining us. What's up, Bri, the rest of the gang? Hey, Adam. Uh, so it's going to be uh, a lot of fun this afternoon as uh, we have some things to talk about before 5. But before we get to that, Lou, why don't you tell us about the gentleman who's joining us at 5 o'clock today? Joe Gatto is um, a, a local guy up here that uh, I met through another show here in, in the New England area. And he's got a he's, uh, private chef, but he wrote a book about from scratch. And his thing is, whatever he cooks, he, he does it from scratch. So if he's making bacon... He makes the bacon first before he cooks it. So that's his whole stick, getting through from scratch. And that was the book. And now he's got a show on Pluto TV uh, on Channel 611, I believe it is, on Pluto, called From Scratch. And he's telling me stuff he can't tell me before the show, like he's been picked up by another couple networks and things like that. And uh, That's great. I, Good for him. I thought he'd be great for the show because we're Facebook friends. And he posted something on his Facebook about having a bunch of cards and asking people if they have cards that they'd like to sell to contact him because he's- Oh, that's so great. So yeah. he's like knee deep in it. Yeah, exactly. So he's a collector, he's, he's big into it. And uh, you two are so similar, it's, it's, it, it isn't funny. Uh, young kids uh, working on your passions and your entrepreneurship and building a brand and all that stuff. And he's, uh, you guys, your energy is gonna match nicely. I think it's gonna be a good fit for you too. That's great. You know, one of the things I enjoyed when I was checking some things out, uh, you know, about Joe, like he was talking about a simple hamburger and the way he talked about it, Lou, like on the one hand I cringe cause I'm like, you know, when you want a burger, Lou, you fire up a grill, you know, you got a burger in like 15 minutes. Yeah. So the way, the way he's talking about like making a bun from scratch, making ketchup from scratch, mm -hmm. that, that's, that's beyond my comprehension. So I'm really looking forward to asking him uh, a couple questions about that. And of course I'm sure he has some questions about, you know, baseball cards, which we'd love to talk to him about. But I think, yeah, he uh, me. he's actually in the chat. What's up, Joe? Looking forward to five o'clock. That's his. Uh, that's his website there. Great. Uh, Joe Gatos from scratch.com. Uh, we'll see him about. We'll see him about uh, about five o'clock. He also had some interesting questions for me earlier. I've gotten this from a couple of people about grading and things like that, and the whole delay in grading and seeing what you can how you can oh, get. Oh, well, we're gonna we're gonna be talking about that today a little bit uh, on the loft. Um, so it's funny. Joe Gatto just said, "No, he's a different Joe Gatto." It's pretty funny. I'd like to have another Leighton Sheldon show up in here. Uh, that would oh, really make my day. Oh, that's Joe Gatto. That's him. 
<laughs> I see the I see the picture I recognize from Facebook. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's him. Um, great. Well, looking forward to the top of the hour. Um, so, uh, Lou, today's a very special day in baseball. You know, whether it be you're a fan of one of the teams in the playoffs or not, yep. if you just look at the schedule and how every game is pivotal, obviously the Yanks are already on their second game. Um, some of the teams are still on their first to be played. Um, but just seems like a – I mean – like I can't believe the Astros are going to, you know, put the 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 poor Twins uh, out. It looks like, and I mean, can you imagine the uproar in baseball if the Astros like made a run for it this year? Oh yeah, I I I'd almost be rooting for them to do it because they've taken so much grief over the course of the year. But it would be fine. Obviously, they're playing on the level, right? So yeah, well we'll have to, we'll have to see. Uh, Yanks were strong last night. Um, a lot of baseball to be had. Now, is there any update in the Braves-Reds game? I know just before we came on, 0-0 in the 13th. All right. We're going to need our people here with the comments to keep us up to date on the score. So if there are scores, absolutely drop a comment in here. The, the exchange was Doug Rush was talking <laughs> – Doug was talking about the guy from Impractical Jokers, Joe Oh, Gatto. my God. That's really funny. That would make a good guess, too. That's why Joe was saying he's a different Joe Gatto. Sure. Hey, what's up, Ken? How are you? Um, what's going on, Patrick, Ernie, and George? Uh, so Lou, we've been doing something like this, uh, a few times on our show, zero, zero on the 13th. Wow. What's up, sir, Charles. So the next comment that you see that comes through on your end, Lou, that's mm -hmm. going to get the second spot in our 18 optic blaster box break. Yep. Okay. So whoever that is, let them know and we'll add you to the list. That's Connor. Congratulations, Connor. Yep. So folks, we are going to talk about grading for a minute here, uh, as it is a, uh, certainly a very important part of the industry, the hobby, whatever you'd like to call it. Um, and I'm talking about it uh, today in particular because I saw someone, hey, what's up, Monty? Um, see, I appreciate the, uh, the the score updates here. Yep. Um, yeah, keep, it, it a sick uh, um, losing streak that the Twins have in the playoffs. Okay, yeah, but let's take it easy. Donald's around here and Donald's, uh, you know. Donald's Chef is from Minnesota. Yeah. That's why I'm trying to show Minnesota some love. Yep. Uh, so anyway, in regards to grading, I saw um, Rob from Burbank Sports Cards. A little shout out to them. They're a card shop in California, but they have an incredible online presence uh, where you can buy. Uh, they have a very wide selection of cards, so it's not really about grade. It's more about their selection, yep. and they just have you know like literally hundreds of thousands of cards online, millions of cards in stock. You know, Rob has worked for a long time for for you know with Burbank and and um, you know, perfecting its business model, and, and they really do have an incredible inventory. And so um, what's interesting is his videos generally come up on my Facebook, excuse me, my Instagram feed, and it came up yesterday. I watched some of it, I finished watching it this morning, and effectively what he said, Lou, is as of right now, right away, his company, Burbank Sports Cards, now understand what I'm about to say, they were marking up the cards, charging more for uh, you know, then it costs to get it graded, meaning like a little bit of a service fee, if you will, right? Uh, to get your cards graded with PSA through them, and that's a very common thing. But what was amazing is that he said, basically, I don't like to sell disappointment. And what he said right now is that I have no answers for my customers about, hey, what's up, Lucas? I have no answers for my customers about when their cards are going to come back, right? What's going to be the turnaround? I really have nothing for them. And he's not saying this out of anger. He's saying this just to be transparent. Right. And so it's just interesting because we pulled the plug on submitting stuff to PSA for Vintage Breaks customers a few months ago. 
basically because of the very same reason, and we weren't even marking it up at all. We yeah. were simply just trying to provide a service and trying to say, hey, you know, you folks hit something really great from the pack. Let us help you get it graded. And it became a situation, Lou, where even if you are being transparent, even if you are on top of your game, you still can't control what the grading company does. You're at their mercy. Right. But that puts you in the line of fire between you and the grading yeah. company because you're trying to help out the customer again at no yes. profit margin and not no, you know, vig for you. But you're taking all the grief because the customer is wondering where's the card, where's the grade? Uh, very much so. And so, you know, Lou, we are on the verge still of announcing uh, some ways that we're going to be able to help folks with grading their cards at PSA. Um, and I believe SGC as well. I'll have to check with, uh, with Jared. Um, but even still, Lou, I'm hesitant. And I want to make sure we say it here on the podcast. We have no say. We have no pull. We have no control. And so we're really... What we're doing, Lou, is we're pairing with Jared and his company, Gem Mint, because effectively he has software where at the very least, even if it takes three months or seven months or nine months, you're going to know it was received on this date. Right. It was, you know, blah, 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 all through the line. And to me, that's worth its weight in gold. That makes it a little more, the whole weight a little more palatable, you know, it just makes it easier. Uh, Brandon, we hope everything's okay with your dad and, you know, welcome back. Good to see you again. Yeah. I'm glad that you're back, and uh, uh, I hope your dad is feeling better and, um, you know, is uh, is out and about soon enough. Hey, what's up, Rick? I'm sorry to hear the uh, Twins are eliminated, Donald. What's the best way to sell cards, Brian asks? Uh, it depends on uh, what kind of cards you have. Let's for a moment talk about graded. So that's another thing that um, is happening out there, Lou, the actual – marketplace itself where people would have sold graded cards normally back in the day with eBay. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, now people are, I talked to a guy this morning, I was playing tennis. This guy's very well to do. Uh, he's more of a collector, but you know, he likes to get a good deal like any, anyone else does. He said, late, I'm doing great in the Facebook groups. I mean, basically people are, um, those that are, are smart sellers right. are saving the eBay fees to their customers or prospective customers. So if they wanted 100, Lou, and you're going to save 10 points, why not tell them 90? Right. And so I believe that that kind of gets the wheel kind of moving yep. uh, in terms of deal making. And so, you know, one of the things I asked him was, because I thought it was interesting, and I, you know, like I said, I know he's got a few bucks in his pocket. How do you protect yourself? And he said, you know, there's a few, there's a few times where, you know, we'll send the money first. Other times it's too much. He said, hey, if you want to send it to me, great. If not, I understand. But you know, I can't send you the money first. I don't know you, right. so on and so forth. Other times it gets people to vouch for folks. So the point is that it's all it's all evolving, right? You have auction houses, you have private sale, direct sale. To me, uh, and realize I'm kind of I got my hand in, in a lot of different buckets. I think there's a lot of potential in the Facebook groups. Yeah. The problem is they need to have some safety nets put into place to protect people better, uh, so that fraud can be prevented. So in other words, Lou, I don't know you. You're yeah. like, you show a picture of a card, 300 bucks, great deal. It's usually 400. Well, you know what? I got to pay my rent this month. <laughs> Meanwhile, you took the image from somewhere else. Yeah. How do I, I can't sue you for $300. You know, I know you can't. It's not that easy to do that. We need an escrow broker in the industry. Yeah, it's, it's a really good point, Lou. Yeah. Uh, so I have two questions for you. Sure, please. First, Nicholas got knighted. It's Sir Nicholas Gable now. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that either. What did What did you pull the other night? We pulled a LeBron James rookie. 
mm-hmm. out of 2003 Topps Chrome Basketball uh, out of a box break. And it looks really, really sharp, has a potential chance at a 10. Um, and we also pulled a Carmelo Anthony signed rookie out of that box. It's really cool. Hey, what's up, Lee Chow? Uh, so getting back to, uh, you know, the grading just for a minute, Lou, uh, you know, in terms of, you know, what we're going to do is we're, we at Vintage Breaks are going to proceed with caution, mm-hmm. right? I understand why Rob did what he did at Birdbank. Um, and so just so everyone hears it, not just from me, but I know there's a lot of chatter in the, in the card world about grading. It is a problem. It's a problem in the duration of time it takes unless you want to spend a lot of money. So one of the things that you should deduce from that and take away is if you need a card for a set, if you just want to own a card, instead of buying it raw and getting it graded, just buy it graded. If you're completing a set and you're down to three cards and normally you like to buy them raw and then get them graded, just buy them graded. You're going to save yourself a lot of misery and um, a long waiting period. But that's that's problematic, even more problematic in these types of exchanges that we're talking about, because if you could have the card in hand, you could probably if you were skilled and you had some experience, you could probably get an idea of what the grade's going to be. But when you, you're not seeing it, you know, you, you don't have it in your hand, you can't see it. How do you estimate an ungraded card? Well, to be fair, you know, you have to do the best you can. You know, yeah. certainly experience helps. Hey, what's up, Arnie? What's going on, Jim? Um, so, you know, I. I would just say, uh, in terms, once again, to get back to grading, because grading's taking so long, don't continue to beat yourself up. Just understand. And I, by the way, I sent a PSA packages today. I sent them six packages, my yeah. own stuff. So I personally, meaning from just collect standpoint, you know, which I own, um, I'm not stopping submitting. I'm just resetting my expectations. Right. Uh, and so I'm now. I, I literally had a conversation with our VP Scott Alpa today, and said when we submit. We can't necessarily submit something that's hot today, but is unusable or unsellable in nine months because I don't know exactly when I'm going to get it back. Will this change the market in that everyone was so dependent on grading in the past because it was that arbiter. It was that, you know, I don't have to have the card in hand. I have no idea what it's going to be, but people are starting to need to do transactions without leaning on the grading. So is that something that's going to carry forward if this bottleneck ever opens up and we don't know whether it will or not? Sure. So I think that a little bit that will happen, Lou. Some more people will say, I don't need to get my card graded or buy a graded card. I'll just have an ungraded card. Yep. But I think that what's going to happen is you're going to see a spike in graded card prices uh, across a variety of different you know, no. sports, different decades. Because, you know, there's not just the collectors at hand, right? There's companies that, you know, make products and they repackage them and they, you know, they buy vintage cards to do that. So, you know, they need graded cards. Yep. So, yeah, so it's going to be supply and demand just like the rest of the hobby. There's going to be less graded cards or they're going to be harder to come by. So they're they're going to be more. Yeah. Yep. So one of the things that you brought up before, Lou, which I see the folks chatting about um, is the idea that, um, the Facebook groups and vouching has become more important. So what we're going to be trying to do, uh, and Gilmore is in charge of this, uh, we're going to be putting up our Vintage Breaks Buy, Sell, Trade Facebook group. We're still going to keep that open, but we're basically going to try to have something a little bit more elaborate on our website. And so along the lines of having a safe place to buy, sell, and trade, what we'd like to do is, you know, we'll keep the list for folks. You know, we'll kind of, I mean, I'm certainly going to be buying myself in there, not really selling so much, but buying. 
and supporting the community. And so, Lou, what we're going to do is we're going to put together a good traders list. And I know in other places on Facebook it does exist, but once again, I don't know those folks. Right. So I just know for me, if you come through our community and I'm putting your name on this list, I feel like you have a good chance of successfully completing, you know, whether it be a purchase, a sale, a trade, whatever the case is. Nice. Vintage breaks approved. I like it. Yeah, exactly. Something like that, Lou. You know, we're really going to try to put some uh, effort behind it. Um, exactly, Stuart. I'm a little, I'm familiar now with Discord. Um, I'm going to ask Gilmore about that and uh, interested to see for the folks who are watching right now uh, on Layton's Loft, who is familiar with Discord and who's participating. I myself am familiar, but not, not like I'm not an expert. I know that uh, Chris knows a lot more about it, but um, thanks, Lee Chow. So one of the things, Lou, that we're going to be doing with this group is we'll be investing, if you will, forget about the money that it takes to you know get the technology ready and such, but the money and the effort and the time it takes to, to monitor it and make sure that if Lee Chow, if Arnie, if Stuart gets a card, listen, I'm being honest, I want to use the group. I don't have the time to build it up. I have the time to buy stuff from it and support, but I do want people to save money. And so if there was a way, and, and I am looking at it, I just don't know how to do it easily, Lou, what I'd love to do is tell people on a monthly basis, we transacted, I'm making it up, $30,000 of sales this month. And so at the very least, if you had sold this $30,000 um, on uh, eBay, you would have lost 10%. You would have lost $3,000. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, really trying to uh, do what we can for the actual problem spots. With grading, unfortunately, there's nothing I can do. Um but I would say, this is interesting, I've talked with Scott about it. If anyone out there, Lou, wants an opinion on their graded card, uh, not that they're looking to sell, Lou, but they want an opinion on their graded card, should they try to get it bumped, right? Should they get it evaluated for review? Right. Lou, if you could do me a favor and drop my email in there, Leighton at JustCollect.com. I'd like to offer up my email and my, you know, my keen eye, if you will, um, granted, it will be an image. It will not be in person. But um, PSA charges if you want to send it in. So my point is, Lou, if you have a few cards that you've been on the fence, well, on top of how long it takes, you actually have to pay for the right to do that. Right. Please, I'm, I'm not bothered at all. I'm happy to help. Send me an email with a couple of those cards you're thinking about either cracking out or um, you'd like to maybe send a PSA or SGC for a reevaluation. Um, and I'd be happy to render my opinion for you. Okay. Yeah. Great. That'll be a great estimation. Kind of a preliminary grading to help people out. Plus, as one of the people, and I forget who it was, I'm sorry, uh, talked about part of the backlog is everybody grading everything. So being more discreet about what you grade and what you decide to grade may help alleviate this situation. Definitely. So what we'd like to do is I have the next person lined up for a free spot, Lou. We're going to give a spot to Donald and Chef because we feel kind of bad for them in the twinsies today. <laughs> That's right. That's a good idea. I like it. So Donald and Chef are in the Minnesota connection for us. That's four names, right? Yep. All right. So let's go with two more names. And I'm going to... It was Stuart. Stuart. Thank you for reminding me, Stuart. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to give a free spot to Ben and Stuart. So Ben was the last one who commented. And then Stuart is our friend from Australia. And Patrick... You just missed out on this one, but I'm sure you'll have a chance to win some free stuff from us in the future. Yep. I figured we had more than two Twins fans, Patrick. I just didn't know you like that, you know? <laughs> Absolutely, Charles. Good idea on that as well. 
Hi, Brian. Welcome to the program. Where you been? You late? Hopefully not watching the Twins game. All right. So if you could do me a favor, Lou, instead of randomizing it, just talk to Dougie. Tell us the six names. Let's get them on the camera or at least tell us, tell the folks uh, who they are. And then um, who are those six names, Lou? What, the six names that you picked there? Yeah. Um, oh, God. You're going you're gonna to charge my memory now. Uh, Donald, I thought you were writing it down. I thought you were writing it down. No, I didn't. I'm sorry. Oh, Donald, dear. Donald, Chef. I remember Donald and Chef, and I remember Stuart, and I remember Ben. Who were the first two? Uh, Con. Uh, oh, no. One of them was definitely um, Con uh, James. Yeah, James, James Goffel. James G. Yep. Didn't, wasn't Con Amas in there, too? I believe so. Done. Yep. All right. So here's the order. James, Donald, Chef, Stuart, Ben, and Connor. I'd like to open a free break for folks. It's an 18-optic baseball I myself have never opened 18 Optic Baseball, um, but I do think that uh, Optic in general is a really fun product. Did you have your? Did you get your six names? Yes. You come up six. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't know if we could put them on camera, or we just have to uh, kind of rattle them off as we go. Now we'll have to rattle them off. Sure. So once again, the order is going to be James, Donald, Chef, Stewart from Australia, Ben, and Connor. Good luck, everybody. This is Ronald Acuna, Juan Soto, Glaber Torres, possible, Lou. Okay, great. Hey, what's up, Cuff Daddy? Cuff my Daddy? It's, it's my favorite name in the uh, VB community. Cuff Daddy. The threat is here. We got to get him on and talk about record collecting. I want to talk about well, that. Well, I'm trying not to pressure Jim. Um but I, I did ask him a couple times through uh, through Facebook. You know, we, we message each other and such. So whenever Jim is ready, I think he had some stuff going on in September, but he might have a little bit more time in October, if I remember. Yeah. I could get my son to watch if we get into record collecting a little bit, because he's into vinyl. Yeah. Oh, listen, wait till I clean up my office, and my wife uh, sees I was serious about being uh, a DJ and starting to collect records and being <laughs> called L-Train. And I started to come out with like, oh, my God, it's going to be a blast, Luke. Uh, um, all right, Robbie Cano, don't you know? Buster Posey, Alex Bredman Pink, and Jose Ramirez, who, by the way, is just a uh, nasty hitter. Nasty. I love Jose, yeah. Yeah, no, he's really good. Underrated player. Yeah, wish the Yankees had him. Joe, I don't see you connected, but maybe you're not connected because you're watching us on your phone. <laughs> Make sure you connect back on with us. All right, second pack. Matty Bumgardner, Reggie. I like how they put some uh, veterans. It's one of the things that I kind of wish they did more of when I was, you know, collecting when I was a, when I was a kid. Yeah, I love seeing like the veterans mixed in. Paul Goldschmidt, Pink, and then a Dom Smith, Mets rookie. Did you see the post I put up earlier this week on Layton's Laugh with Tops uh, introducing their virtual collecting? And I did. I wonder if there's going to be a, a place for that in the in the community. I mean, not taking over, not replacing actual card collecting, but. I'm not really sure. It's hard for me to gauge. Was very happy about the big Yankee win yesterday. Yes. I think that the uh, the three-game series just makes everything feel so much more yeah. uh, compelling to watch. Like I don't like I don't like it though. I, I don't like the short series. You gotta get through that starting staff. You have a, a number one and a number two. Oh yeah, no, listen, I agree. There's definitely plenty not to like about it, but I think it's interesting. Yep. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, the Marlins were up five one earlier before we started the show. It's got to at least be. It's got to at least be a best of five. I'm and I'm not even crazy about those, but 
So I don't know if you heard this, Lou, but our friends from Golden Auctions are now, uh, they just took on consignment the folks who own Mickey Mantle's childhood home, which we were talking about, the Howard, the author, a few weeks back. They're yeah. putting up for auction. Oh, wow. I wonder what oh, that Lionel was. Simmons was definitely the original L train from LaSalle. I, I remember his 90 Skybox rookie big time. Lionel Simmons was awesome. What kind of shape is the house in? Well, uh, it was it was sad. So part of the reason why they're selling it, it was recently vandalized. Oh, it's really there. Adam Jones Pink. Um, it was re it's there. You know, really just to preserve. It's nothing nice. It's a two, literally it's uh, 682 square feet. I mean, I remember the article. Uh, two bedroom, would, one bath. I was thinking about that interview today, as a matter of fact, about it, and we didn't ask the question. I want to ask you the question because you're a Mickey Mantle aficionado, sure. and we talked about um, Mickey's father helping preparing him for the majors. What percentage of what of this was prep? Because we look at Pat Mahomes uh, with the Chiefs and growing up in a professional uh, sports environment and in a clubhouse and learning how to compete and learning how to uh, discipline himself and things like that, how much that helped him. How much of it was his development with his father and how much of this was just natural ability for Mickey Mantle? In other words, was Mickey Mantle made or did he just have an exceptional skill set and happen to run into a father who could make the most of it? Sure. So I think he had an exceptional skill set that his father made the most of. Um, but I would say that, you know, like I've read books about Pete Maravich and his father press. Yeah. And Greg, um, Jeffries with the, Greg Jeffries with the Mets, his father tried to manufacture him into a baseball player. So, so the thing is, Lou, I do believe that if you don't have the raw talent, there is no doubt in my mind you can only go so far, even if you do it since the age of three. Yep. Uh, and so I do think, though, that if you take – I'm just making it up. All the pro ball players of today in baseball. Yep. And you said all of them were groomed like Mickey since he was a young boy. I believe there's a potential because those folks are already good enough to make the majors. And of course, you don't know that when they're young kids. Right. I think that they would have potentially excelled even further. Uh, with with that's my own take. Doesn't mean I'm right. Yep. I'm sure there was a certain percentage of natural ability and upbringing, but you know. You just wonder if it was just a lucky combination of a father. What do you, what do you think? What do you think, Lou? I, I don't know. I didn't see I didn't see Mickey play. I'm not quite that old. So I don't know. It's hard to tell. Plus, well, I didn't see him play either, but based on what I've read and, and, and what I just my gut tells me about sports, I think that it's really unless it's like cyborg kind of shit, you know, yeah. where you're you're like programming the stuff like uh, in Rocky, you know, four or whatever it was, uh, and it's a cyborg. Uh, to me, talent is something that you have to, no matter what you're given from God, you have to you have to still develop and work on. Right. And so even if you develop that since a young age, so you're telling me if Crosby continues with tennis, which he had tennis today, that he'll definitely be a pro tennis player by the time. There's no way it just doesn't. I, I know it from yeah. playing tennis. It, that's not how it works. Well, what tipped the conversation for me was I read a uh, a quote from um, a Yankees. Someone in the Yankees organization talking about Mantle when he was in the minors saying, you should see this kid we have in the minors. He can hit it 500 feet from both sides of the plate. And I'm thinking to myself, you don't, you can't teach anybody to hit the ball 500 feet. That's they've got to have that. Right. You don't understand Lou before I open pack four for uh Stewart right now, literally brought a tear to my eye. So I had tennis this morning and mm -hmm. my guy, John, I was playing with says, Oh, I've seen Crosby, you know, play tennis. I said, yeah, he's taking, you know, red ball again, just to really be active and stuff he's still hooked up 12 hours a night to his dextrose and it kind of listen even though he's active like he's got a little bit of a belly because you know he's basically getting the equivalent of sugar water for 12 hours a night seven days a week 365 right. yeah so tennis is a great activity for him so 
goes, you know, Leighton, he's pretty strong. I'm like, I know he's, you know, he seems strong for a five-year-old. And then he was telling me, he's like, no, I, you know, I think he hits the ball really well. And I go, John, don't fuck with me. <laughs> like, you know, come on, man. Like, really, you, you know, you're going to, what are you, what are you trying to do? You yeah. Know? So you're trying to turn me into a lunatic. You're trying to get me to, you know, but all kidding aside, I'm really happy that uh, Crosby's playing. Shout out to John. Um, played with us this morning. He does a great job at that place that I, you know, I play uh, in South Orange. And, you know, really, if you're having fun with it, he said one of the things, Crosby's like a little devil. He tries to hit it over like the net during this <laughs> one part of it. And I said, you yeah. know, honestly, I encourage him to hit the ball over the fence in baseball. Like, you know, he's got a little mind still. He's five. Yeah. So anyway, spot four, this is coming up for Stewart, then a free pack for Ben and Connor. And I think it'll be, it'll be about that time for Joe to join us, right? Yep. Great. So Joe's we got a Stanton pink. This Very is a nice, nice card. We got a yellow hollow, silver hollow. As a free hit for Stewart. Nice hit there, Stewart. Beautiful. See if we can get a good rookie. Chance of Nakunya, Soto, Glaber, Latani. If you want two entries in our giveaways at the end of the show, start a watch party and leave a comment here with a hashtag watch party. Oh, great. Did you see what Araco said? Mickey was a combination of nature and nurture. He had superior speed, which you cannot teach exactly. My dad said that before he got his knee hurt. He had yeah. a natural ability that his father uh, harnessed. Exactly. I, I think it's very well put, yeah. uh, Rocco. Jacob DeGrom Pink. Oh, nice free hit here. Ronald Acuna, rated rookie. How you doing? Very Spot nice. number five for Ben. That's cool. I like that. The Braves are in the 13th, maybe by now the 14th if it's not over. And look what we just pulled, Lou. Very nice. That's a nice free hit. Yeah, that's a talent too right there. Oh, yeah. That's very cool. So, by the way, this was Stewart's first baseball pack. Oh, really? That's really wild. Excellent. That's a good start. Very cool. Well, it's our pleasure. Just trying to get a – make sure it stays together here. <laughs> Braves won one zipper, so Gilmore's off the edge. Thank goodness. I was a little concerned for him. <laughs> so you got a show tonight? Well, like tomorrow, you know, and so yep. I just, you know, I like him to, I like, I care for his well-being, but, you know, I also want him to, to be available. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like baseball. What if I need him to come off the bench tonight? Yep. Yeah. Exactly. I need him to be in good, good, good shape, good playing shape. Freddie Freeman hit a walk-off. Wow. Gary says right. Braves struck out 21 times in this and game. And they still won. Spot six. Yeah, but the, red, the Reds are uh, Kyle Schwarber. Wow, this is a nice card. Even though he's back in the minors, I still think he has uh, potential. Miguel Andujar, rated rookie pink. Yep. Hello. Ryan, thank you. Welcome to the program. That is a free uh, spot for Connor. Congratulations. And then a June Calhoun rookie. All right. George is anxious to get to our guest. Hey, what's up, Ryan? All right, so let us bring on uh, George, excuse me, uh, Joe, whenever you're ready. What's up, guys? Hey, Joe, how are you today? Good. How are you guys doing? I love the show so far. Oh, That's thanks. I'm glad you're having a good time. Yeah, some good pulls there. It was fun. Uh, you know, it, it's funny, Joe. We, uh, we do a lot of freebies, whether it be in my podcast or for Vintage Breaks, um, you know, kind of all across the board. But 
as I was saying to Lou when we started the show, it's kind of fun when you have everyone pitch in on a break versus yeah. like a single pack like this, you know, and giving that away to someone that's cool, but having someone uh, be one of the packs amongst the six, you're kind of all rooting for each other. And that, you know, that's kind of what our community does. So I thought that was a, it was a cool thing to do for today. So Joe's, yeah, that's Joe's a new registered. Uh, you did you register Joe? Cause I know we talked about it. At Vintage. Vintage, yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, awesome. I totally did. Well, by the way, yeah, that's, that's what this that's is all about. We've idea. actually been tracking you. And, and Lou's new job is now to get us uh -oh. customers. Okay. So really, we don't care about anything you have to say today. We're just really happy you registered for the site. Um, thanks again for joining us. Uh, and I was, I was telling I love that. that. <laughs> I was so telling uh, Register for Vintage Breaks. You can be on the show. Uh, That's right. And be hunted Lou, down. <laughs> Lou's uh, been a great uh, friend, uh, both on and off air to me, uh, Joe. We have a lot of fun, as you can see. We don't take ourselves yeah. too seriously. Um you know, we're talking about ball card. It's the once a week that I can curse on camera, uh, mm -hmm. which is fantastic because our YouTube uh, vintage break show is, you know, a family show, if you will. Um, I, I totally know what you mean. I can't swear on my show either. And oh, I know. I can, I, I can see it. Actually, I watched one of your episodes or almost one of your episodes. You were dealing with the lobsters. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, you definitely wanted to say the word fuck. There's no question. Oh, yeah. There, there was definitely some fucks coming. But, you know, <laughs> and uh, thank God for editing. Well, yeah, and to be fair, I think you like it, it looks like, and so I think you'd rather continue it. So maybe that's, that's probably right. why you're keeping it clean for the time being. So I get it um, totally. Well, thanks again for joining us. And rather sure. than me kind of, you know, talk and such, why don't you introduce yourself to the community? Because um, I think you're a fascinating guest uh, to thanks. our Layton's Law podcast today. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, so um, I'm a private chef. I was actually a private chef to a couple Red Sox players for a while, too. Um, and I've been doing that for a while, but now I have a TV show that plays on Pluto uh, called From Scratch. So it's kind of an interesting show. I go around New England. I make everything from scratch. So as opposed to just making a sandwich from scratch, you know, I'm hand forging my own knives, making my own charcoal, distilling rum, pulling water out of the Atlantic, making salt, breaking down cows. God. You know, milking cows, making butter and cheese, you name it, I go off and do it. So um, we ended up getting picked up. Uh, we went on Pluto. We just went over 2 million viewers. We just recently got picked up by a couple more networks. Um, people have just really seemed to dig it. So, you know, being, being a chef, I love it. But the best part was I did it with my family because I have three young kids. And can you believe you can't hear them right now? It's crazy, right? <laughs> uh, that's well, why I figured you either paid them and they're in the basement. <laughs> they're know, probably screaming right now. Yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, it was awesome. My wife produced it. My kids are on it. We, uh, the kids still do a lot of shows with me now. We do a lot of virtual shows where the kids actually make pasta live for people. And it's, you know, a 10, 7, and 2-year-old making pasta live. Which is really interesting. Uh, speak of the devil. Oh, <laughs> That's my daughter, Cassidy. Um, Hi, Cassidy. How are you? She loves making pasta. So she did. I love eating pasta. Day, huh? So that we're a good match. He loves eating pasta. Yeah. Yeah, you too. <laughs> so you know, we've been, we've had a blast. You know, doing it together and sharing. For me, that was the best part because you know, especially looking back on the shows now, watching the kids kind of grow up on camera was really neat. And they enjoy the adventure part of it. And I get to share all this stuff with them instead of having to go shoot my show and come back. We get to do it all together, which I absolutely love. And it's such a fun thing to do and share together. I mean, watching your kids milk a cow is pretty fun. You know, yeah. the, just like that kind of thing, I, I absolutely love. And lo and behold, you know, we just had a blast doing it. 
all of my crew and cast, they're all friends of mine forever. Um, I've shot with them forever. So we just went out, you know, we brewed beer and distilled rum and got to sample it all after, which was, you know, which was awesome and a blast. And you're doing it with your friends. And then all of a sudden it shows on TV and people really dig it. And we end up getting some great attention out here. We were in Boston Magazine. We were, you know, the Herald Globe. And it just kind of, I don't know, it really just took to people. And we were really psyched about that. And I had my book, which had gone national as well. And people just took to, you know, like I heard you talking about the burger earlier. Making a burger just on the grill is awesome. But when you make, when you grind your own meat, then you make your own ketchup. And then you're making your own burger buns. It sounds like a ton of work. And it's like, why would I do that? But then when you eat it, all you're of a sudden. Love, you? uh, right. It, it's, <laughs> you, you know, you see God, maybe not the God, but a God, you know. Sure. Like, you know the it's food a, God. I think he was actually a guy, right? That was like a character. He called that, himself a food God, I think. <laughs> that's exactly. So something, could, like that? something like that. But it, it is. Uh, oh, and there's my huge dog. I had a huge oh, German what Shepherd. What kind of dog do you have? German Shepherd? She, yeah, she's a German Shepherd and lab mix. She's about oh. uh, about 105 pounds. Okay. Um, and that's anyone cool. that comes within 20 feet of the house is obviously a threat. So, uh, <laughs> how, how does she, how does she do during filming? Oh, she's great. She's actually really well trained and behaved. So I cook here, you know, from, I cook all the time in the kitchen and she knows she, she sits outside the kit, just outside the okay. kitchen right. and just bides her time. Cause she's a smart <laughs> dog. And then, you know, she gets a little filet or a little ribeye, but yep. she's a sweet dog and, and the kids love her and, you know, I heard you just recently lost your dog. Is that, yeah, is that I did. correct? I did. Thanks. So sir. sorry. That's they're part of the family. That's tough. Yeah, you know that's I, really uh, hard. I appreciate you saying that. You know, my wife, uh, when we're ready, said she wants to get a small dog. But I'll be honest, I've kind of been leaning towards a German Shepherd ever since I saw Rudy, this dog that one of our other Vintage Breaks community members. We actually had James on as a guest one time. He's a collector like yourself, but has his own passions in life. And his passion is he helps dogs, you know, in shelters locally in Florida. Oh. So he had this dog named Rudy that would come to his office at Audi once a week and literally just to kind of get out of the shelter. Well, Rudy, after literally many years of being in the shelter, because Rudy has something wrong, you know, medically where, you know, a lot of folks are maybe not as keen to take a dog like that. Um, I believe sure. Rudy was just recently adopted, which is amazing news. And he's a German oh, shepherd. Wow. Yeah. That's Joe, awesome. Talk to us a little bit about the path where you're a private chef and did you have visions of a TV show? Did you have visions of a book or were you just chasing opportunity and just following the light, so to speak? And It's what kind of that, that classic entrepreneurial, I, I'm very malleable in how I approach everything and opportunity can present itself in so many different ways. So I kind of let, always let the path kind of guide me. And instead of just saying, I need to be here by then and I need to be here, because if you do that, it's never going to happen that way. You know, there's just too much in life that gets in the way. And, you know, you don't even really ever know what your goal is. You can think it's one thing, but as you start doing it, it changes into something else. Like, you know, the show is originally going to be like a Julia Child kind of thing who influenced me because I'd watch it with my mom as I was a kid and it would be a stand up and I'd be cooking and, you know, la, 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 la. Sure. And which now looking back, I'm like, could that have been more boring? But then all of a sudden it's like, I'm shooting the show and my kids are with me because they always are. And all of a sudden I'm like, well, why don't you just come on and help me? And there's my wife in back. You're on camera with a lot of people, babe. <laughs> and, um, and 
you know, all of a sudden my kids are cooking with me. And then the show just kind of started to take its own kind of course. And I realized that what I do every day is cook with my kids. So that should be the show. So it, it kind of followed that path. I had been a private chef for quite a while and owned my own business. And I really enjoy that aspect of it. I love being a private chef. I love cooking every week for my clients. And then like when the show came up, I just decided, hey, let's shoot a pilot. And we did. And then we were having, it's just the most random story like it always is, right? <laughs> it, I, my wife had gotten a class with me for a whole bunch of her best clients. I gave a friend, like how to make pasta class. So we had a blast. We were sitting after and all of them were like, oh, you should open a restaurant. I was like, yeah, I don't want to open a restaurant. That's not what I do. I really like being a private chef. Hey, but I just shot a pilot. You guys should check this out. Well, they were angel investors. I had no idea. <laughs> they watched the pilot and they were like, oh, wow, we love this. They gave us the whole money for a whole season. Wow, that's great. I have a film background. That's what I was before a chef. I was a oh, filmmaker wow. for forever since I was like 18. So, you know, we wrote the shows. I budgeted it for, you know, and we got the whole shows done. We edited and a friend of mine out in L.A. was like, hey, you should send me your show. He's a sound designer. I sent it to him. He was like, oh, this is awesome. I was like, oh, great. He sent it to a buddy who works at a distribution house. This isn't like one day. Yeah. The assistant at the distribution house brings it to the VP. The VP sees it and says, okay, give me this guy's number. They call us and we sign. Okay. Wow. Then they bring it out and then Pluto picks us up and then we start kicking, kicking ass on Pluto. And now, you know, there's a couple other, we just signed. I can't say who yet, but we signed with a couple other big ones last week. And like, you know, so it's, it just keeps like, I just keep going. Okay. You know, like <laughs> right. I'll, I'll take that. And sure. I'll do something with it and I'll have fun with it. And, you know, and we monetize it how we can, but monetizing it was never the goal. What we really wanted to make and what I really always wanted to make was something that meant something to me. So when I see it at the end of the day, I know I wasn't making it to make money. I was making it because I really love what I do. And I really love, I love hanging out with my family. I love cooking with my family. It's, that's, that's who I am. Part. That's what I do. That's the blessing, right? You follow your passion and it leads you to another passion that you can do with your family, with your young kids. And how many fathers get to share that much time with the young kids and that much of their life with the young kids? Uh, not too many. And that's why, you know, I try to do as much, you know, philanthropic work with it. Like, I, you know, before the pandemic, I was going to the kids school and we had my two kids. We had their entire school is like 400 and something students. And I did a big live pulling fresh mozzarella demo, you know, and I, I try to work with you know, Pine Street, I work with a lot of the different charities around because, you know, I do feel really lucky, Lou. I, I really do feel like I, I've been blessed and that being able to do what I love and make money on it and enjoy it, that's like the entrepreneurial goal for me. You know, for me, I mean, every entrepreneur has their own goal. And then, you know, card collecting came because I collected all the time when I was a kid. I mean, I was obsessed with it. And then, you know, like everybody, you know, life happens and girls, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. and all of a sudden I had forgotten. And like a lot of other people, the pandemic came and it was like, oh, I'm going to pull these old cards out. And I was oh, I love it. So you're reminiscing of, and that's how you kind of. Exactly. I had this right. huge box of it was all from it's a funny story. I'll give you a quick little funny story. Not to, but how I got my collection it was all from 67 to right around 80 
was because my sister's ex-husband, when I was a kid, forgot to get me a Christmas present. <laughs> so on the way to that night of we're exchanging presents, he went by his house and just picked up a huge box of all his cards and said, hey, I got you all these cards. <laughs> well, I sleeved them and kept them. Of course, they were probably your prized possession. You're talking, you know, all 68s, yeah. you know, the Seavers, everything like that. You Are know. you kidding me? To me, yeah, I would have, like, run across traffic for that. Exactly. And now, you know, that's what I search for now. So I was going through this old box of other ones that I had, and it, and it was great. It was an 80, you know, a lot of 80s, 78s to 80s. I found a couple of Henderson rookies. And my son came over, who is 10 now. And he was just saying, he's like, oh, what is, you know, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm taking out the good card and sleeving it. And he said, oh, can I help you? And I was like, sure. My God, so he started my or eye. organizing piles for me. And he's like, who's that? And I was like, hey, that's Ricky Henderson. I was like, you, that's a really good card. And so we started talking about that. And then all of a sudden we started going through all my older cards. And now that's all, we do it together all the time. And now his favorite players are Ted Williams, Pete Rose, you know, like his and he has his own collection. And what's happened is I'm on sites and I show pictures of Benjamin and I collecting. I'm like, hey, guys, we're looking for this. My son, this is my son. He loves Bo Jackson. So people from across the U.S. have been sending Benjamin cards. So he gets mail so all great. the time. Oh my and his collection, like I'm like, dude, your collection at 10 was better <laughs> than mine at like 30. Oh, are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. He has, a, he has a, like, 58 Frank Robinson someone sent him. And, and 81 all, I didn't even know like, what 58 Frank Robinson was. If you said that to me 25 years ago as a kid, I would have thought you were calling me a name. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then he – right? And he's like, he's like, Dad, why are so many – he said that to me the other day. Why are so many of the great players named Robinson? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, Frank, Brooks, Jackie. I'm like, you know what? I, I really do. I just love you, man. You know, like, we got to hug this out. I was like, you, yep. so a lot of my collecting has really started to kind of revolve around the two of us doing breaks. We And my, my buddy Jacob, who I think was is watching, he does breaks where, you know, buy in for teams. And it's super fun. And Benjamin gets so excited because it's something we share together. And he's like, you know, who are we going to get? So it's brought us into the modern game, which I hadn't really been into that much. I kind of lost interest in that. But it's brought me back because of his enthusiasm and he plays baseball. But at the same time, all that vintage that, you know, we're getting like the Mickey Mantles and things like that. We it, it really having him have so much passion for it drives me even further and makes me love it even more because I, I understand that it's more than just a picture on a card. It's memories. It's history. To, yeah, it's history. Right. It's that history and all of that ties together. And it's very much like how my show was built where, you know, you can order a pizza and eat it and forget about it, or you can make a pizza in the kitchen and have that memory. And that's why they call it the heart of the house, you know, because you are building something that you remember forever. And these times that we're spending together just discussing baseball, discussing baseball players, and then talking about, you know, his favorite book right now, Science of Hitting, Ted Williams. His new oh, favorite wow. book is the Tom Seaver pitching book, because Tom Seaver is, is his boy. And yep. he pitched in his first game last night and did awesome. And he came out and he's like, yeah. What's like, your son's name, Ben? Yeah, Benjamin. Yeah, he's been around or not? around here. Well, Ben's yeah, around hey, uh, at the end. You know where Ben is? Benjamin. Great. So we'd like to say hi to him. him. That'd and be great. at the end of the show, we'll open a pack with him uh, and you to see. Oh, that'd be great. 
Um, but I, had like a couple, I have a bunch of questions, and we got about 10 minutes or so. Sure. So I wanted to uh, uh, ask you, in regards to your, if you will, entrepreneurial journey, because you know I myself have my own journey, and it sounds like you have your own. It sounds like you sure. were interested in food since you were a kid, being a chef. At what point, you know, did, did folks tell you when you were a kid that you could, you know, do this when you were older? Did they encourage you? Did they discourage you? Like, what was your, did you go to college? And if so, did you go to college to be a chef? How did that work for you? No, I, I never went to college to be a chef. It was, you know, I always cooked and I knew I could cook. I just, I, I had no idea that it would lead to this path. You know, I was, I had been a filmmaker forever. That's what I had wanted to do. I didn't go to college for that either. I just sure. started just making it. films, had some success and I'm a very, I'm self-motivated and I work really hard and, you know, I, I'll never be outworked. And so I really yeah, wanted I feel to similar, do that. Absolutely. Yeah, you, you know, when you put the effort in, you can make a lot happen. And we're the hardest, we're the hardest working breaking right. business in, in, you know, in terms of, this is not the Vintage Breaks podcast, but one of my companies, Vintage Breaks, and a lot of the folks who are watching right now, we call them the Breaking Maniacs. Um, yes. uh, they can attest to, we are absolutely the hardest working breaking company that there is. So maybe we're not the fastest, maybe we're not the strongest, Maybe we're not the best looking, although of course I think I am. Um, you know, we, we definitely, we definitely work. Uh, we definitely work the hardest, and we know that that goes a really long way. Um, and it's a lot easier to do, Joe, the way you're describing, because personally, for me being at the top, I love it. So I try yep. to, you know, make the team part of it, and part of the whole journey. Uh, you know, the good and the bad. You know, yep. uh, so you have to take um, both, but having having the bad is really important to have. Yes. You know, oh, this is this is my one of my other daughters. Hi, sweetie. What's your name? Can you say hi. <laughs> <laughs> She's two, so that was about the attention span. Oh, that's fair enough. I mean, I'm surprised. <laughs> she, my son's five, and he gets very nervous to come on. He'll say oh, to me, are, "Now I won't tell him." I'm so used to a camera. I'll say, come oh. on, sit on my lap and say hi. Here, this is my son, Benjamin. Hey, Ben. How are you? Hey, Ben. Here, put that hi. in. How's ben, it going, ben? There you go. Can you hear them? So Ben, I heard you're a baseball you fan. Yeah. Now, do you like other sports or mainly baseball? I like other sports. All right. Well, look what I have for you right here. We're going to open a pack with you and your dad. I don't know if you can see these well. Uh, live rip, baby. All right. So you're going to pick one of these. We have a 1982 <laughs> baseball where you get a Cal Ripken. We have a 1976 Topps Hockey. Oh, wow. You get Ryan Trottier. And it's the only one from the 1970s. Probably the most valuable. And then we have a 1983 mm -hmm. top football pack where you can get a Marcus Allen rookie. You have uh, a rookie. So yeah, which one do you think you'd like to open it right here? And I'll open it for you right now. What do you say? The hockey? I'm with the hockey. I don't have any Ooh. hockey. Yeah, I'm going to go with down. the hockey. If you don't have any hockey, I think that's a really, really smart move. So, and Trottier's a beast. He is? Oh, yeah, he was a beast. And there's also some good Hall of Famers that are possible. We could pull a bunch of people in here. 76 is when I used to watch it. What's really nice, uh, uh, Joe and Ben, is that the cards generally from this year come out really sharp. Oh. So we'll see if something's gradable, and then we can't let you off the hook. I have a, a few other questions, but maybe if it's cool, we'll catch up offline on a few things. Yeah, for sure. Um, because I want to make sure. I think the audience very much wants to know about some of those cards behind you. Oh, yeah. Um, I've got a couple oh, of yeah. I want to share with you guys. They've been talking about those cards since you came on. I know. I've been, trying, I've been noticing. Yeah, those ones are good. 
would you be up for like, do you want me to send you this old gum? You want to try that out? It's only like a few days old. No. Yeah, it's only a few days old. Yeah, you're, smart. Not you're smart. Don't fall for it, Ben. Don't fall for it. <laughs> All right. So if I'm not mistaken, now I do not know my hockey as well as the other. Oh, you got two really nice cards to start already. So you have Jacques Lemaire, who's yep. a Hall of Famer from the Canadians. And by the yeah. way, this card is like dead nut centered. Oh, wow. Wow. Look at that beauty. That's gorgeous. Beautiful. The center speaks the truth. <laughs> oh, yeah. Listen, this is you like that? talking to, Ben. I'm not going to convert over to my, my DJ name. They call me L-Train. I only speak the truth, brother. <laughs> L-Train. He likes how it says center and it was centered. <laughs> uh, so how about this, uh, Ben? you got a really great card right here for you and your dad. You chose well. Guy Lafleur. Oh, wow. Have oh. a great card. Yeah, you know That's crazy. He used to haunt the Bruins, man. Yeah. There is no way, Ben, that you have friends that have his hockey cards as nice. No way. This is no way. No. All I so remember about Guy Lafleur was his hair. That is gorgeous. Wow. Canadian right, yeah. haunt the Bruins. All the time, right? Lafleur, yeah. yeah, he was he was a killer. Oh yeah. Go down the ice, and his locks would be flowing behind oh, yeah. him. Nice card, very well centered as well. Yep, these are really nice. Yeah, they come out really nice for '76 hockey, uh, Joe. We might have to break some '76 hockey. Oh. So this is one of the packs that we offer on our site, Joe. Vintagebreaks.com. Oh, that's awesome. Oh. We'll have to and do that. Joe, when you buy in at our site, one of the things that we really focused on uh, was kind of what you're doing with your son right now. Was really the whole hey, I'm going to maybe do this with my son or my niece or my nephew. And so we tried to be, um, uh, we tried to bring value to folks mm -hmm. by offering you the ability to either buy the whole pack or just buy a single card in the pack and still be oh, part wow. of the break and enjoy it. So oh, in this case, you're getting all the cards in the pack. Um, but a lot of times, uh, Joe and Ben, when people buy into packs on our site, they just buy maybe a spot or two and get a card or two out of it. Yeah. That's cool. Oh. What was the Martin line? It was Martin, Perot, and uh, Gilbert. Was it Gilbert? What was the big – somebody in the audience. What was the big Buffalo line? So this is a nice card. Oh, it's an insert of Billy Barber, who was a really great him. flyer in the 70s. And this is a um, insert, a glossy insert that they included one per pack. And it's like 24 in the set, 22. That's awesome. It's like the deckled edge from 69. You speak my language, Joe. <laughs> you speak my language. What I'm hoping for is that we can work out some negotiation where I advise you on your collection or get something you need. I need homemade meatballs like in the worst way. <laughs> I can see that working out. I see it in your future. Meatballs oh, and sauce. I'm so glad that you're also like a gypsy and you do future tellings. This is wonderful. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we know Chef that. Ben finally yes, showed we up. Do. So, welcome, Jeff. Oh, I was waiting for Chef to show up. So we yeah, have our very own beloved chef of our community, and it's Ted Halson from Minnesota. So say hi, Joe, to another uh, hey, fellow chef. Kurt Ridley. Yeah, thank you, Gus. Kurt Ridley. Man, that haircut is just ridiculously <laughs> awesome. kind of looks like mine. You know, I just realized, <laughs> Joe, that I, I've been I, – I can't speak for you, but when I was a kid, I really loved trading. Me too. Because, mm. you know, you didn't have a lot of money probably like me. So yeah. how do you get a card that's 30 bucks when you only have 17 cents? Yep. Well, you take 200 cards that are worth, you know, 2,000 cards worth 17 cents, and you trade it for uh, 
for uh, or two hundred cards, excuse me, for a thirty dollars card. Is still a big part of what I do. I still love doing trades. Oh, I would definitely know? trade. The, uh, so I've been recently doing some cash trades. So those are the ones where you're really? kind of shooting for the moon. You want an expensive card, and you're like, you know what? I don't want to lay out fifteen hundred bucks. I'll lay out a thousand bucks. Do I have anything you like? So a shout out to my friend Lucas from the Vintage Breaks community. We did I two like recent that. deals, and the last deal we did was for a 1953 Bowman Color Mantle, PSA 5, and I bought it from him for cash and some cards. Wow. So I'm saying That's this a to PSA 5, though. How you build up your collection. Man, if that was a, yeah, like, a bit here. high. All right. Ken and Gus it. It was the French Connection line. Thank you, guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my son's just moving over. So Doug's got a very important question here. Joe, do you ever do candy? Do you ever... Uh, we actually season two one of the first episodes we're doing is going to be a candy episode i love a checklist oh my so god good. someone was just asking about can you make like great swedish fish oh yeah, yeah i can make anything uh, <laughs> oh yeah yeah Get yeah the f out of here I can make, oh my god we made homemade malted milk balls what like a couple months ago yeah, Joe, and i, I, need and I made it from malted milk powder I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure it happens this is a great great uh thing to figure out so yeah let's go over the pack yeah, again no thanks for the break that was awesome this is your best card and it's a good right. one really good that's, one that's fantastic i'm a huge um hockey fan i have a bobby Orr card that i still absolutely adore it's second year you know because his rookie is ridiculous but that guy that gila fleur you know that that's awesome right. so Wait, i hope you guys enjoyed that your... break yeah i have him out of the sleeve my son is yelling at me right now he's like your cards are out of their sleeve because of the reflection because i have a couple of cards that i wanted to show you guys well speaking you know, of your cards so we can go a few minutes over here joe we'd sure. love to show off some of your collection uh to our vintage breaks and our just collect audience who are watching today live on layton's loft podcast sure. I'll, I'll run through them real quick for uh, the Layton audience so Absolutely. you guys can see this oh, one it's, uh, you don't have that in a sleeve of course your son should be mad what <laughs> well i took it out because the reflection was so oh bad. all right all right all right so yeah, the 53 Peewees, just for me, it's the quintessential baseball card. Of course. You know, oh, I yeah. just, Wait, Benjamin's so ben, a huge do you fan of know that one, too. Do you know about that card, Joe and Ben? Uh, you, I bet you're going to enlighten me. I'd love to know more. Well, there's just one particular fact. So it's a great card. It really is. You guys have great taste. Ben, it's one of the most iconic cards from the 1950s. Yeah. But what's so cool, I remember seeing a picture of that card. And Ben, how old are you? Ten. So, Ben, when I was 10, I'm not kidding, and I, and I hope you can appreciate this, I dreamed of owning a card like you just showed off of your dad. I mean, like, I would have run through moving traffic. I would have eaten vegetables for three weeks in a row for every meal. You know, I would have gotten good grades at school and been well-behaved. Like, I would have done a lot of stuff. And it just wasn't, it wasn't in my future at that time, but I didn't know, of course, what I would have, was going to be heading for, and so I'm forever grateful for that. But, Ben, all kidding aside, you're a very lucky kid to be part of such great history oh, yeah. and such great cards. So about that card in particular, if you want to show it up again, Joe. So a lot of sure. people thought that card, myself included, it's an action shot. It is not. That's staged. That was oh, a no staged way. shot for that card. And to me, when I look at that, I never knew that up until really like a few years ago. Um, so I just thought it was an interesting little fact about it. That makes sense because there's no outfield. Yeah. It kind of seemed, to be fair, once again, I was a kid. You you don't have an excuse. I was young. No. Um, well, I mean, 
I do have I have three kids, so sure. I only have one, so as a twenty, I remember my friends I talk to with three kids or more. It's like I talk to them different. I'm like, are you okay? You know, you you manage an army. We are put kids' gloves on for us. Be gentle. Yeah, fair enough. enough. So and then Benjamin's gonna hold up our second. Ooh, Brooksy. So we'll get this one up here. This is, I mean. This is my favorite player of all time, but this was the first card I bought when I was 12 with my with my money. And you held it? That's the card? Yep. This is the exact card. Good for you. And got it at Hall's Nostalgia in I Arlington. I know Hall's Nostalgia. I bought cards from them. Of course. Yeah. So this, they used they had it in a bin with a whole, I mean, I wish I had bought the whole Joe, bin so at the right day. right after this, do me a favor, because I know you're very big into cooking. You got to put it in a case. And then I know, we're, we're going to talk offline. Uh, don't worry, Ben. See what's going to happen. I'm going to help your dad. Then you're going to help <laughs> it. Eat We've got it. Feeds. <laughs> eat balls and great Swedish fish, quite the combination. And that, yeah, that, that sounds like a good You guy. should get that it graded. Like something though. on Chopped. I know. Yeah, you get it, you should get it graded. that one graded for sure. I've got a, I'll help you get it graded if you like. Oh, yeah. I would love that because I have a sure. bunch of cards. I have um, this is like graded. a Kobe rookie that I think is pretty much a 10. And then this is probably one of my favorite cards of all time. Ooh. So I don't know if you guys can 51 see 51 Tops team is a very tough issue. It was a regional issue. Now, why is that your favorite card of all time? Well, this is the first team photo I could find Jackie Robinson in. Other than a photograph itself. Right. I mean, on a card. Exactly. On a card. Exactly. So in oh, the I love that you photo, did that. It's great. So this one, to me, meant a lot because it's one of those keepers. Because of that, because it's not just a card. It's Americana. It's history. You know, it's all wrapped up in a one, which is part of what I love about collecting. I mean, it's great to, you know, with all the other aspects. But for me, collecting is part of history. And I and I really dig that part of it. And it introduces him to a lot of history that he wouldn't be privy to in conversations when you really remember it. So, you know, all, just all the, the racial lines, just everything that was going on with that car that you can talk about. It's crazy. You know, it's not just a batting average. Yeah. It's not just an iconic card like a mantle oh, wow. or something like that. Awesome. It has all these other aspects to it that we can discuss, which I think is is really cool when you can have those kinds of discussions and they come up naturally just from a baseball card. I think that's neat. Oh, and so, Ben, wait till you find out. I, like, I don't know. Do you like Batman, for example, or do you like Superman? Yeah. So my son is five, Crosby. He's a little bit younger than you. And one of the movies, he hasn't seen that many movies. One of the movies he's seen is The Addams Family. So you should wait to you should see uh, his expression. I gave him his first Adams Family card. They made a set in 1964. So no way. he took it. He ran, Daddy. I'm going to put it in my collection box. Literally, I started crying. Like I, I love to tell you, I'm lying. I'm I'm like, oh my god. I'm because I'm trying not too hard. You know, he knows Daddy has a lot of baseball cards, Ben. Um, but it really is whether it be its history or whether it be it's just something in common. You watch a movie together and you can bond over. Like now, Crosby has a super cool. He showed it off to his class the other day. He's doing kindergarten via virtual. You know, everyone's doing the best they can, right? So yep. it really is. It's it's for me. You know, it started off as a love of sports. Yep. And candidly, understanding money, but then it became so much more. It, it, I realized I have a journey that I want to live. Right. Very very much. Uh, and so much like you, and whether it be your book or your show, how lucky are we that we get to pursue what we are really what we just love to do for work uh, yeah. every day. Um, and that's kind of what I wanted to close with, along with you showing off at least a man or two behind you, because if I let you go without showing off a Mickey Mantle card that you have on that shelf, I'll show it. You're, going to, 
<laughs> yeah, the, the uh, crowd is all whipped up about these mantle cards. So. I will. I will. Good. Thanks, Ben. You're on. Right, so ben, how did you pitch the other day? How did how did that we go? We do have the Kofax. Oh, which uh, which I we like love. Kofax. He's my he's my favorite all time pitcher. That's great. Then we've got this '68 mantle, which is a little off center, but pretty gorgeous. I won't hold it against you personally, and I'll still eat the meatballs. <laughs> okay, okay, fine. Because once you eat the meatballs, it will it will suddenly be very centered. <laughs> <laughs> so we love that, and this is. Are these are these Joe? Just to give our our audience some context and perspective. Are these cards you have from when you were a kid or you started buying again and these are some of the newest editions? These are some of the newest editions and some from when I was a kid. So Great. it's a combination. Like this is the newest one. This is oh, the I love it. Yeah. So we'll we'll take a better look at it. We'll talk off you know? Joe, but I'll help you and Ben figure Do out what you should get graded and how to move forward with collecting. Uh, in I would love that. Stuff. Yeah, be I'd, my love to, I'd love to know more and then we, we can have a discussion over meatballs. Ooh. Oh, Ooh, my God. Don't, don't talk <laughs> to my heartstrings like that. Say bye to everyone. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, he's doing something. Oh, that's right. what he's up to. He's 10. He's looking for something that. Oh, he wants well, you're going to be the grand finale as we're already a few minutes over, but it's all good because, you know, we own the next thing that's going we're on. Over. What are you looking for? He can't find it. That's all right. <laughs> if, oh, he's looking on in the future. Uh, he loves the rookie. You pop in on the community one or two times if you get a chance. Uh, make sure you say, you know, who you are and, yeah. uh, you know, I think it'll be fun. The audience will really appreciate it. We definitely want to be part of that community because the vintage community, I mean, we've met a lot of really nice people in the vintage community. We really have some really generous, some really just awesome people that have just been, they've been amazing with Benjamin and they've been amazing to me. And I've, I've made some really great friends through just collecting on those sites that you were talking about earlier, you know, on the break sites and, just on selling on the community, the vintage communities. There's just a lot of awesome people out there. What did you? Oh, one of Benjamin's favorites. Great. So we'll end with oh, this one. Oh, yeah, rookie. Yeah. So it's yeah. really sharp. It's just a little off center left to right, but it's a gorgeous yep. card. Um, this is because I got to imagine with dad cooking at home from scratch, like there's sauce flying everywhere. We need, oh, yeah. things, you know, they have to be protected. sleeved because everything yeah. is just cooked. Just like you would imagine, everything here is covered in sauce, <laughs> <laughs> including my kids constantly. Well, listen, Joe uh, and Ben, thank you so much for joining us today. It was really a yeah, you guys, thank you so much for having me. And Thanks, this ben. Is a pleasure. Anytime you guys want to have us back, we'd love to. And anytime, you know, if you guys see me out in the community, please say hi. You know, hit me up for a trade. We will. I'm, so, um, I'm going to get your info from Lou and reach out to you and we'll connect offline yeah that would be great because right. we definitely would get it would be fun to get together do some cool. cooking and do some trading maybe do a show from my house and uh oh, show really people fun. how to make some pasta i like that yeah, a lot yeah. Listen, it was great meeting you guys and i hope to see you soon thanks so much guys take it easy bye-bye